Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the podcast. And today we have an exciting one for you. This is our first ever UEFA Champions League podcast ahead of the round of 16 ties that will be coming up this week. Joining me today are Vinda and Vikram. What's up, guys? How are you doing? Hey, what's up, Ronak? Vic, how are you guys doing? What's going on, man? Doing well. Excited to talk about these games. Yep. Yeah, same here, man. Um, you know, there's some very exciting ties and some less exciting ties. But, uh, you know, we're going to start off slow a little bit, I guess. But how about we talk about the Roma and Porto tie? This one, according to odds makers, uh, seems to be very closely matched. Um, and, you know, I actually think Porto, uh, despite being from a smaller league, has a chance to pull this one off. What do you think, Vinda? I think this is going to be a pretty close tie than people do think. Um, neither of these teams are going to go all the way to the final. I don't see that happening. Uh, but in terms of this matchup, I actually think Roma has a better chance of advancing than Porto. I know Porto are first place in their league, and they they win pretty often. Um, but I think Roma has the better players, uh, better coach. Uh, in terms of younger talent, they have Sengiz under. He's a Turkish midfielder. He's really good. Um, I mean, not a lot of people know about him now, but in the future, I can see him go to a big club. And also Justin Kluvert, he's a winger. He's, his dad was uh, very famous, and I think, I think they got the better players, so I'm going to take Roma in this one. Yeah, what do you think, Vikram? What would you say, man? I also agree. I think Roma take it, but I do think it'll be close. Um, Porto did really well in the group stage. They won the group. They, out of the 16 they played, they uh, had five wins and one draw. But um, looking at the group, it wasn't the strongest of groups. So I don't really know how much you can really read into that. Um, Roma, even though they finished second in the group, they did have Real Madrid in their group. Um, and Roma does, like Arvinda said, have the better team. They have a lot of young talent as well. Um, mix in with some veterans that um, have been in the Champions League before. Um, so I feel like they'll be able to take this tie. And I actually think they'll advance based on road goals. You, you like Roma to advance, Vikram? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to, you know, differ with you guys. Um, the last time these guys had a tie, it was in 2016 in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was uh, in the, I think, preliminary. It was in August, which is like the preliminary group stage or something like that. And uh, Porto drew with Roma and then also beat them 3-0. Uh, but that, that was back in 2016. So obviously different teams. Um, yeah. so, but I'm going to differ with you guys. I think Porto will advance, but obviously I'm not very confident of it, and I don't see either team advancing past the next round, despite yeah, okay. Okay. either team yeah, winning. definitely, yeah. Next round, I think both these teams, for sure, get eliminated. Yep. So the, the next tie, um, Manchester City versus Schalke. Uh, City right now are a whopping minus 1,819 favorite. Uh, so I think it's... <laughs> more or less set in stone that uh, Manchester City are going to uh, advance. But uh, do you guys think that Schalke has any chance here? Is there anything that they can you know, possibly cause Manchester City a little bit of trouble in? Or what do you guys see happening? No, nah, I, think, I think the line says it all. Um, obviously, anything could happen in the game. But over two legs, I think Manchester City is the better team. Um, the only chance I do give Schalke is uh, the the Premier League is coming down to the to the wire for Manchester City, so I don't know where they're going to be mentally with this game. Um, but other than that, it should be pretty comfortable for City and Schalke. You know, last year they had two really good players, Leon Goretzka and Max Meyer. They lost both of them this year. Um, 
they're still a decent team. You know, they made it this far, but I don't see them going past Manchester City, who I think are also one of the favorites to win the to win the Champions League this year. Yeah, I think it's actually going to help out City in the title race that they have to play Schalke in the Champions League. Um, I think, you know, maybe the first leg away from home, they'll uh, really just put the pedal to the metal, uh, get yeah, a really nice yeah. away goal advantage, get a really nice aggregate advantage. And the second leg at, at home, they could kind of, you know, put in some squad players, rotate the squad. Uh, yeah, yeah. Schalke is also 12th in the Bundesliga, which is pretty, like, for their standards, that's not very good. You know, usually they're uh, closer to, like, the top five, top six. So I think that, um, you know, they just haven't been as good this season. Uh, they did lose some important players that you were saying, Arvinda. Yeah. So it's City easily for me. I don't see any weaknesses that Schalke could exploit. What about you, Vikram? What do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, couldn't agree more with you guys. Um, like I've been said, I think the only cause to pause would probably be that uh, City is in the midst of a title race in the Premier League, and um, that could cause them to, you know, mentally overlook Schalke. But uh, I think as long as they are able to keep their focus up, then they'll be should be able to um, pretty much control the tie. They just have they have a better team, they have more talent, they have a better manager, so I think they should be able to control it. Um, another thing that may give you a cause to pause in the group stage, Manchester City, um, they did have a few slip-ups. But again, that was, uh, I mean, like they struggled against Hoffenheim a little bit. They drew against Lyon, um, even though they're, in my opinion, uh, better teams. Um, but like Lyon, I, th- I think Lyon's probably a better team than Schalke. But uh, I think Manchester City, now that, how they've looked recently, I think they should be able to definitely control this tie. Yeah, for sure. I agree with you, Vikram. The next tie that we're going to talk about, uh, speaking of Lyon, is uh, Lyon and Barcelona. Um, You know, this is actually, uh, you know, if you just compare the betting odds to the uh, Schalke and Manchester City betting odds, uh, it's pretty obvious, like you were saying, Vikram, that Lyon is a much better team than Schalke. Uh, You spoke to how they they were um, causing Manchester City some issues in the uh, group stage, and you know, I, I think they can cause Barca a few issues if, if Barcelona uh, overlooks the game. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, Barca are first in La Liga. Uh, Lyon are third in Ligue 1. And, uh, you know, take it away, Arvinda. What do you think, man? You think it's going to be a, a close tie, or you think that Barcelona advance easily? I think it will be closer than people think. Uh, you know, just looking at the names, Barcelona, everybody's just going to think they're just going to advance. So I think it will be closer, but... You know, if we look at the group stage, Barcelona, they didn't lose a game. They finished with 14 points. Um, and they had Tottenham, Inter Milan, and PSV in their group. That was a pretty tough group. And for them not to lose any games in that, uh, it's pretty impressive. If we take a Leon, they're a pretty young team. I think this year, you know, they're going to come out. They're going to try their best. But I, I don't really see them advancing. They, they don't really have that much experience in the Champions League. Um, but I can see a couple of their young players shining, um, but I don't know if they're going to make it past Barcelona. It's a pretty tough task. What about you, Vikram? Yeah, so definitely think Barcelona will control this one. Um, a little bit of hesitation. Uh, I don't think Messi's injury is serious, um, but he didn't start in the Copa, the recent Copa leg against Madrid, but he did come on as a sub. They do play tomorrow. Um, I don't know if he's expected to play or not, but uh, I know he did have a little minor injury. And, you know, Lyon has some interesting players. They have, like, Memphis Depay, Nabil Fakir, and Debele as well to give them pace. Um, so I think they might definitely be able to make it an interesting game, but I think Barca should definitely 
control uh, the tie. Overall. Yeah, and overall, I think Barcelona, you know, the Champions League is wide open this year. I think Barcelona has a really yeah. good chance to go all the way, you know, given mm-hmm. the injuries PSG's had, uh, the Real Madrid not looking like themselves, Bayern Munich, you know, a lot of older people now. I think mm-hmm. Bar- Barcelona, they're going to take this competition very seriously, and I, yeah. I can't see them slipping up. And they want to take it. They want to win it because of just how well Madrid's done in the this competition over the past few years. Yeah. And yes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I see. I really like uh, the way the field is setting up this year. You know, you have Barcelona, Manchester City, uh, who are two real big contenders. Uh, Liverpool is looking for Champions League glory as well as Premier League glory. Um, you know, you still have Real Madrid, who I think we've learned to never count them out of this competition, uh, even if they are a lot weaker this year without Cristiano Ronaldo. And then, you know, you have the usual Juventus, Atletico Madrid, United, PSG. It just There's a lot of teams I can see advancing very far in this competition. And mm-hmm. I can see some very interesting ties down the road, um, you know, in the quarterfinals and the semifinals. Yeah. Yeah, I think from next round on, every single tie is going to be a great tie. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And uh, speaking, of, speaking of Real Madrid, uh, the next tie we're going to talk about is Ajax and Real Madrid. Uh, Ajax are first in the Dutch Eredivisie, and uh, Real Madrid are third in La Liga. Uh, it has been a pretty disappointing season by Real Madrid standards. Uh, but as of late, they have been playing a lot better. They had their best performance of the season uh, against Barcelona. And they do have, they had a Madrid Derby, is that tomorrow? Uh, oh no, today, that was today against have, Atletico. Today they won, right? Did they, they dominated. They dominated 3 0 or 1? 3 1. 3 1. Oh, wow. Great yeah. win for them. Yeah. So, I mean, they're coming in in some very fine form yeah. against Ajax. Yeah. So, uh, Vikram, do you think there's any chance of an upset? Uh, I actually do think there's a really good chance of an upset. I still think Real Madrid take it, but it's definitely going to be really interesting to see. Ajax has a lot of really young talent. Um, De Jong and Delight are unbelievable talents and uh real madrid to be honest if they didn't put in that performance against barcelona and then today against atletico back-to-back i probably would have told you that uh i asked i would pick ix to take this tie but after seeing how madrid performed against barca and then to come back and do it again almost in a against atletico today morning i feel like they might have turned a corner and um solari might be getting through this team and this roster and uh finally putting it together, you know. Um, he's starting to put Vincius in wide spaces on the left wing and giving him real space to work. Benzema is looking like a new man this year um, compared with recent years in the past. And so I feel like they might have re- just turned a corner and that's why I, I think uh, Madrid take this tie. Yeah, what about you, Arvinda? What do you think, man? Yeah, you know, if this tie was played uh, a month, two months ago, I, I think I would have taken Ajax. But Real Madrid, they seem to have really kicked on, uh, especially with today's result. The only thing is Ajax, you know, we talked about young talent. They have two really, really good mm-hmm. players. We're yeah. talking about world-class players. Like life-changing, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, D- I don't know how to pronounce his name properly, but he's a center-back, Mateus. He's yeah, very delight. good. Yeah, Mateus delight. Yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and then they got Frankie de Jong. Uh, he's already signed for Barcelona. He'll be joining them at the end of the season. So, you know, Ajax does have talent. Um, they have a really good uh, youth uh, system that they bring on really good players. Um, like I said, if this game was played a couple weeks back, even a month, two months ago, Ajax, I think I would have picked them. But Real Madrid, I think they they found like a solid starting 11. Um, I think I'm going to go with Real Madrid on this one. 
Yeah, you know, I was I looked at this tie and I immediately thought this is an upset. Like even looking at the betting odds, um, Madrid are minus three fifty, Ajax plus two eighty four, but it's pretty close. That um, it's one of those where it's kind of in the area where you know you can see an upset happening. Um, but the form for both teams has been completely the opposite. Uh, you know, Real Madrid, yeah, exactly. two huge wins. And then Ajax, they've only won twice in their last five games, including uh, today they lost their second game ever in the league this season. Mm. Um, or second loss in the league for this season, uh, let me clarify. So, you know, it, it's, it's turned into a situation where Madrid's form is you know, going one way and Ajax's form is going another way. And I think mm-hmm. that is just enough for Madrid to squeak by. I, I don't see them winning by more than one or two goals on aggregate, though. Uh, I okay. think they'll definitely. I actually definitely give Madrid yeah. a run for their money. Um, mm-hmm. Not sure if you guys agree with that, but we'll see. No, I happens. definitely think I definitely think they'll put up a strong fight. But uh, you, like you said about the recent form of the teams, you just wonder if all the recent transfer rumors are affecting the young players of Ajax. You know, um, like yeah. Frankie De Jong just uh, I think signed a room with Barca, and uh, Delight has been rumors with a lot of big clubs recently as well. And you wonder if those rumors are kind of affecting their play because their whole team is. A whole hasn't been performing too well as of late. Yep, yeah. I agree with that. Agreed. So you know, now we're going to move into the real gangbuster ties. You know, these are the ties of the round, and we're going to start with a really interesting one, and that's Atletico Madrid versus Juventus. Uh, you know, the odds aren't as even as one would think. Uh, Juventus are pretty close to a minus two hundred favorite, while Atletico are a plus one sixty eight. Uh, Vikram, what do you think about this tie, man? Um, so you think about this tie, I think in recent years, when you think about both teams, you kind of think of them as very defensive teams. And so you think they'd have really similar style, styles, actually. Um, this year, Juventus on defense um, has been as up to par as they've been recently, but they've been able to overcome that based on their offensive output. And obviously adding Cristiano Ronaldo in the summer really helps that output. And um, I think they take this tie just based on their depth. They can throw so many different formations and looks at Atletico Madrid. And just the way Atletico plays, I think um, they, Juventus will be able to control much of the possession of each, each leg. And with the amount of different looks they can give Atletico, bring Costa or Cuadrano off the bench, um, moving Ronaldo into a wide area or keeping him more central, um, they're going to be able to find a way to score enough goals to get this to advance through this leg. Do you agree with him, Arvinda, or you think something different? No, yeah, I think I'll take Juventus in this one too. Uh, like Vic said, you know, prior years, these are two very defensive teams. You know, on paper, you think this is going to be probably like a 1 0, 2 0, or 2 1 kind of game. Uh, each goal is going to have a lot of impact, especially the away goals. Um, but the offensive power of Juventus is just a lot more than what Atletico Madrid can throw at them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to be the matchup. It's Atletico's defense against uh, Juventus's offense. Mm-hmm. I think Atletico's got a really good goalkeeper. You know, they just produce world-class goalkeepers one after the other. Uh-huh. Cole Black is is no small feat. It's really good. And then, you know, you got players like Koke. You got um, Godin. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys are experienced players. They they played Barcelona, Real Madrid. Yeah. Plays a lot of teams in Champions League for years. And they've had a lot of Champions but, League success too. Yep, yep, and but you know Cristiano Ronaldo, he's just on another level this year. You you think with age he's gonna kind of go down, especially with the new team, but he's been playing really well. You got Paulo Dybala as well. 
uh, you just have to take Juventus just based on the star power they have. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. You know, I'm going to take Juventus as well and make it a clean sweep. But, you know, I think the, the key for Atletico is really they need to start pushing forward because I think they can control the midfield. You know, uh, Juventus has had a few injuries in midfield. Uh, Pjanic hasn't really been in great form this season. And, you know, Saul and uh, Koke are both, you know, fantastic midfield players. So I think if... Uh, We'll see if Simeone alters his tactics a little bit because, you know, we know Juventus hasn't been as good in defense this season. And they kind of want to be Atletico by getting the ball to their more talented attacking players uh, where they have more depth in those forward areas. And, you know, I think that in order to prevent that, Atletico needs to kind of hold on to the ball themselves. And I think that they can take advantage of Juventus, uh, Juventus's weaker midfield. And I think they have a chance to, you know, pull this one out in an upset. But I'm also going to go with Juventus just because I think uh, you can't go against Cristiano Ronaldo and you can't go against the kind of attacking depth they have when the name of the game is scoring goals to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to see Atletico try to keep possession more, you know, just to see how their team would react to it. I feel like in every um, major game they have against another big club, they kind of fall back into their box and kind of almost try to counterattack and just get that one goal, you know. But uh, against teams with so much firepower, I feel like given them that amount of possession, they're bound to find a way to score, you know, eventually. And to kind of have that margin of error where you're only going to score one goal and try to win 1-0 against teams, against big clubs, is just, um, it's just not going to work. Yeah, I mean, we talked before about the whole wide open uh, race. You know, mm-hmm. both Atletico and Juventus are teams that, are thinking, okay, you know what, like, in Juventus's case, they got Cristiano Ronaldo from exactly. Real Madrid for to the Champions League. They yeah. can win Serie A without Ronaldo. They don't need him for that. But yeah. they need Ronaldo to win the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And that is a, this is a big tie to signify that for them. And then on the other hand, yeah. you have Atletico Madrid, who this year kind of surpassed Real Madrid in the league. They're second, Real Madrid is our third. And, you know, they're probably thinking as well, you know what, Madrid's not really... Uh, a, a key player in this competition anymore Wh- why yeah. not us you know there's a exactly. lot of teams that are thinking why not us but now you look at the tie and only one of these teams can advance so mm-hmm. it's really uh you know whichever team advances i think it shows a strong mentality from the manager that you know no we, we're going to be the team to take the next step mm-hmm. and i think in yeah. order for madrid to do that they need simeone to you know kind of change up his tactics a little bit than he usually does uh, what mm-hmm. are you going to add Vic? No, I was going to say, it'll be interesting to see if he does. Because usually he doesn't. Usually he's very, he believes heavily in his defense, which he very well should. But um, it'll be interesting to see how, if he does actually give a change this time. What do you think, Arvinda? Do you think Simeone will change up his tactics at all? Um, I don't think so. I, I, I find him more of a uh, emotional kind of coach. Like, he, he knows how to lead his men, but in terms of tactics, I'd have to take Allegri. I think they're going to have better tactical game setup. Juventus is than Atletico Madrid. I, I can see Atletico just sitting back, defending, and then playing the counterattack with Griezmann. Um, but I think Allegri is going to be ready for that. I agree, man. Uh, I think it's Juventus's tie, and I think we're all in agreement in that. Yeah, it's a uh-huh. very good tie, though. I know it's going to be interesting. I think it's uh, oh yeah, no, it's arguably um, you know the the tie might of the, the round. Best tie. Yeah, it might be the best one. Uh, the next one we're going to go to, um, you know, these are two clubs that uh, may not win the competition, but I can see them making some noise, and that's Tottenham and Borussia Dortmund. Uh, what do you guys think about this? 
Um, so I, I think this is, again, similar to the um, Real Madrid Ajax. If this game was played a couple months ago, this was probably the, the tie for the neutrals to watch. Mm-hmm. There's so many good young players on both sides. But I think this tie has been a little ruined with all the injuries that's been happening, both for Tottenham and for Borussia Dortmund. Uh, I think I'd just have to take Borussia on this one, just because I think the the uh, home field advantage is going to play a big role for them. Um, uh, Ronak, do you know where the first tie is played? I kind of forget. Is it at Tottenham? Yeah. So the first first leg is at Tottenham. The second leg is at Dortmund. And you know, oh, yeah, I so. always like going with the teams that have the second leg at their home stadium, which I think you yeah, do as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. the away goals is it, that comes in very handy. So I can see Borussia Dortmund maybe holding Tottenham to a tie or even pulling out. Um, one or two goals or taking the loss but still scoring and taking it back home to their home field where they have uh, the yellow wall as they call it have a solid home field advantage I can see them bringing out the win in there and going through to the next round and in terms of young players I think the best player to watch on both sides is going to be Jaden Sancho I mean this guy's really entertaining um you see a lot of these young players from England go over to Germany these days because they get a lot of playing time there, and you can see it's paying off for a player like Jordan Sancho. He's going to be really exciting to watch for me. Yeah, I mean, you know, coming in from that winger position, uh, he's he's done great this season. Um, I'm going to pull up the stats for him, but uh, Vikram, what do you think about this tie, man? So, yeah, I mean, this tie, the injuries kind of ruined it for me. Like, uh, I know Harry Kane and uh, Dele Ali aren't going to be play aren't going to be able to play at all, and then for Borussia Dortmund, uh, Marco Royce is going to be missing the first leg. I felt like if uh, both teams were at full strength, this would definitely have the chance to be the tie of the round, just because of the firepower on both teams. And I feel like, regardless of the injuries, this um, game is going to be very up back and forth. In that it's going to be end to end football. Yeah. Um. So it's going to be very exciting to watch. You know. So I wish, yeah. I really wish that both teams were at full strength. But unfortunately, that isn't the case. Um, so I think Borussia Dortmund, because they have the second leg at home, um, will be able to take this tie. And also, um, they've been playing really well this season. Um, recently, they've kind of slipped up a little bit. Um, they got knocked out of their domestic cup. Um, but I still feel like they have enough strength um, without Marco Royce for the first leg to get an away goal. And then having him come back for the second leg will only strengthen their team. Um, against Tottenham. Yeah, I think even with all the injuries, I, like you said, Vic, it's still going to be a very open game. Yeah, I, I'm like definitely excited to watch this. Yeah, I, I don't see either team sitting back and letting the other team attack. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be a very aggressively played game. Yeah, uh, Stancho this season, by the way, eight goals, 13 assists in all competition. Mm-hmm. So he's been I pretty good. I can see him develop. He's going to be so good. Yeah, 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 exactly. And especially uh, with Pulisic next year, I believe he's moving on to Chelsea. Is that a done deal yet, or is it still going on? Yeah, it's a, it's a done deal. He'll yeah. be joining Chelsea at the end yeah. of the season. So I think especially with Pulisic leaving, uh, Sancho's going to have a chance to step up. And you know, next year, he, he'll he be the key cog that kind of makes that team run in the attack uh, mm-hmm, alongside yeah. Marco Royce. Uh, speaking of which, uh, I don't know if you guys touched on this yet, but Royce uh, may miss the first leg for Dortmund after picking up an injury uh, two games ago. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and another uh, storyline I really like from uh, Dortmund's perspective, uh, Paco Alcacer. Yeah, know? played on. Yeah, unbelievable this year. Exactly, he's a veteran just coming in. I feel like every every season there's one of those guys that kind of just comes on, uh, despite not being like a very notable person, uh, and for many other clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So I think we're all going with Dortmund in this one. Yep. Cool, cool. So the next tie we can move on to is uh, Liverpool and Bayern Munich. Right now, Liverpool are very slight favorites uh, in the betting odds. But uh, I really think this is one that could go either way. What do you guys think? Yeah, I definitely think um, this tie um, could go either way. Um, Liverpool is... It'll be interesting to see how they manage the title race of the Premier League with this big matchup as well. Um, Bayern Munich has also been struggling in their domestic league in the Bundesliga, their third this year, which is um, very unlike them. Normally, they're dominating the Bundesliga. But for them to be third um, is really a shock, I think, up to this point. You can kind of see the roster has been aging a little bit, even though they have good performances here and there from like Robin and stuff. But uh, I think Liverpool takes this tie. Um, I think their home advantage, even though the first leg is at their place, their home advantage is so dominant that I don't think Bayern Munich will be able to get an away goal in the first leg. And if Liverpool can just get one away goal in the second leg at Bayern Munich, um, that could be devastating for Bayern because have, getting the an away goal advantage when in the second leg, um, f- basically forcing the other team to at that point have to score two goals just to make up for that one goal um, is a huge advantage. And I think Liverpool, if they can keep Bayern if, to a clean sheet, in the first leg, and then just grab one away goal in the second leg will be uh, have a great chance to advance. What about you, Arvinda? Who would you take, man? I think, uh, to be honest with you, if you look past the names of the teams, if Bayern Munich ends up winning this game or this leg, um, that's an upset to me, in my opinion. I think Liverpool yeah. are the team, uh, the favorites in this round. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Bayern Munich back in the day, they're really good. You know, they've been into consecutive finals, um, but they're getting old. And you can see it this year with their transfer strategy. They're bringing in a lot of younger talent, uh, especially on the wings to replace uh, Ribery and Robin. Uh, they still have Lewandowski. He's still in his prime. Um, but I think people like Muller, Robin, Ribery, they're, they're either out of their prime or they're just coming to the end of it. Mm-hmm. I think their defense is still good. Um but, you know, if we talk about Liverpool, we're talking about Salah in his prime, Van Dijk in his prime, Mane in his prime. Firmino, he could play better, but, you know, he's still got that pace. Um, Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool buying Alisson this year, that's a big plus for them. Mm. It's going to be an upset for me if Liverpool ends up losing this uh, this tie. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the way Liverpool and how aggressive they were in the transfer market over the summer... Yeah. Um, that to me was not only a statement that we want to win the Premier League. That to me was, hey, we made it to the Champions League final last year and lost. We want to win the Champions League as well. Yeah, and I think uh, we shouldn't overlook how uh, Jurgen Klopp. You know, he used to coach in Germany. He's pretty yeah. familiar with Bayern Munich. Um, I think he'll have a good tactical setup for this game. Yeah, it's Liverpool for me as well. Um, you know, this is one where I really, really wanted to pick Bayern. You know, going into the tie, I was like, no, nah, you know, I think Bayern can do it. Liverpool will be distracted. But the more I look into it, it's, it's, I feel more and more like Bayern are like a team of individuals. Uh, whereas Liverpool really play as a team. They know what they want to do. Uh, Klopp teaches them ph- the philosophy and they run with it. And I just mm-hmm. think the fact, you know, Bayern, they want to control the possession. Um, I-, I think Bayern will definitely, you know, have the uh, higher possession in both the legs. But I think that Liverpool are just devastating on the counterattack. Bayern Munich are old. They can't really keep up with what Liverpool have to offer. And I think the fact that, you know, Liverpool bought Alisson, they have Van Dijk, I think that just makes their defense um, good enough to withstand Bayern's attacks. 
and to easily counter and get goals um, by themselves. And I think that, you know, the first leg, uh, that which is at home for Liverpool, you know they're a team that can really get hot and a team that can really put a lot of goals past you. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, it's one leg and done for Bayern. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they go mm. to Liverpool and bam, mm. 3-0, tie over, you know. Yeah. yeah, and even if we go back to the group stage, you know, and you look at Liverpool, they barely got through, you know, them and Napoli both had nine points. Liverpool got through on, um, I think, the head-to-head tie. Yeah, but they still ended up playing Napoli, PSG. Uh, that's that was, a group. Yeah, yeah that, that that's a very good, uh, very good teams that they went up against. But then if you look at Bayern, um, you know Ajax. That's a young team. We touched on them earlier. Benfica, AEK. Those aren't very tough challenges for Bayern. So I think when they go up against Liverpool, it, it's going to be it's going to be tough for them. Exactly, and then, you know have Bayern with so many, um, you know how they've been performing in the league itself. Um, you know, the Bundesliga and the EPL, uh, in terms of like overall depth, you know, there's some tough teams in both leagues that can beat yeah. you. And I think it shows like Liverpool are tied for first and Bayern Munich are third. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a league in which Bayern Munich usually dominate and Liverpool are usually like, you know, second best. Yeah. Um, so I think that it's definitely Liverpool's tie to lose. Definitely. Yeah. So this is another blockbuster of a tie, and that's a Manchester United and Paris Saint-Germain. What do you guys think about this one? Yeah, this is so one I could really think can go either way. Yeah, yeah so th- there's a reason why I wanted to talk about this game last, because it's going to be the best game of the tie. Um, Manchester United, out of nowhere, just, you know, the change of coach, they're just on fire right now. Arguably one of the, the best, best teams. Europe, huh? Yep, yep, the way they've been playing. Um, PSG with all their injuries to Neymar, Cavani, um, you know, this, it's kind of unfortunate for PSG, you know, they spent all this money, all this hope was to win the Champions League and every year, especially with the loss of Barcelona last year, it might actually come to an end again in the round of 16. It's, it's just, it's kind of funny to me. Um, but Manchester United, yeah, they've been playing really well. They're not even an underdog if they win this game for me, to be honest. I think both. Both teams have a good chance to win, um, but to me, there's PSG on paper. You would think they're the clear favorites, but I don't think that's the case anymore. I think Manchester United are actually the favorites for this game, just by a slim margin. So I'm actually going to take Man United to advance. Yeah, how about you, Vikram? What do you, what do you say, man? This this tie is going to be so interesting just because of what's happened. I think since the ties were announced, I think these teams, more than any other teams, have gone in completely opposite directions. For PSG, has been a train wreck in that almost the biggest players have been um, getting injured. Uh, Neymar has gone till for like 10 weeks. Cavani's got injured today. Verratti's been injured. He's likely out for the first leg. Um, and you, Manchester United, since they let go of Mourinho, have just looked like a new team. You know, Pogba's playing so rejuvenate, rejuvenated. Martial, Rashford have all been on fire lately. Um, so the Man United has been so informed. Um, I'm actually very, you know, torn on the decision. Um, I think, I honestly do think because of the way Manchester United has been playing recently, I think they'll take this tie. Um, and PSG, for to, for them to go two years in a row to lose in the round of 16 with the amount of money they spent, I really have to wonder, like, what they're going to do with this team moving forward. Um, because I know their sole purpose is to win the Champions League. They really don't care about winning Liga. They really don't care about winning their domestic cup either. Um, and to lose in the round of 16 again, like, 
will be interesting to see in the summer, like what type of moves they make. Um, Neymar gone, maybe? No? Um, uh, it'd be interesting. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, go ahead, Arvinda. I think uh, before I touch on the Neymar transfer, you know, we mentioned all these injuries, but still for the neutrals, PSG still has a lot of good players uh, oh, yeah, on no their doubt. team. Yeah, so mm-hmm. even without Neymar and Cavani, um, Maradi, Mbappe. Yeah, yeah, Mbappe, I mean, he's probably yeah. the best player on the field, uh, yeah, in my exactly. opinion, right there with Pogba. But um, it's still going to be a pretty good game. Um, and then, yeah, the, the whole transfer rumors, if PSG get eliminated in this round, it, that's going to spark right up again. Um, I, I just financially, I can't see Neymar leaving, mm-hmm. just because I'm sure PSG have something in the contract that that he can't leave or he has to stay there because um, yeah. they invested so much money. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting storylines um, if they were mm-hmm. to get eliminated out of this round. Yeah, I think the be storylines for everyone. I think Rabiot's been linked with Barca. Um, Verratti, there's been problems too, so it'd be interesting for like almost every player on the roster. Yeah, Rabio's also linked with Arsenal. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, so it's yeah. pretty exciting. I, I think he oh, more okay. than likely will come to Arsenal. I think he's been yeah uh, upset mm, about his okay. lack of playing time for PSG, but I think he will more than likely play uh, in this in the first leg at least with Verratti probably out injured. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, so who do you who do you have winning, Vikram? I didn't hear your prediction. I know oh, Arvinda has Man. I, I, we both had United. Oh, you guys both have United. Well, yeah, uh, I'm going to differ with you guys. Form. I'm going to Paris okay. Saint Germain. Uh, you know, you guys are right about recent form, and recent form matters a lot. That's true. And, you know, the injuries matter a lot for Paris Saint-Germain. But you have to remember, this is a team assembled just to win the Champions League. And United, yeah. they're blessed to even be at, you know, plus 161 odds um, against PSG, right? Because they're a team that, uh, you know, like, like you guys usually say, like a month ago, or like before Mourinho was fired, this was easy for PSG. PSG's sitting back in prison, right? Yep. And Manchester United are thinking, oh man, like we're going to get obliterated. And now all of a sudden yeah. it's, oh, United have a chance, United have a chance, you know, or they're going to win, yeah. they're the favorites. And, and the, th- the issue I have with that is you can't forget the weaknesses in United's game, right? They've been playing very well, that's true. But they have weaknesses in their team. Uh, PSG has a very good manager, Thomas Tuchel, coming from, I don't even know if I pronounced that right, but uh, he, he was yeah. Borussia Dortmund's coach uh, a few years ago. I think they have a chance to win this Like I think they have more than a chance. I think they will, uh, I think they play well at Manchester United. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he'll come in with a plan, the manager will, to, you know, limit uh, United to just run away with that first leg. Uh, he'll make it a hard game for them. And that second mm-hmm. leg is when, you know, they'll get some people back. They might, they'll get Cavani for sure if he doesn't play in the first leg. They'll have Verratti back for that leg. And that's mm-hmm. when I think they'll do their damage at home. So I like Paris Saint-Germain to advance in this tie. No, yeah, I, I definitely mm-hmm. think they, they have a chance. They have more than a chance. I think in a lot of people's eyes, they're still the favorites. Um, mm-hmm. But just on recent form and with injuries, I'm giving Manchester United a, a better chance than they did have before. But I still think um, PSG... You know, and a lot of people's eyes are the favorites to still advance. Yeah, of course mm-hmm. they are, but I think that yeah. they're going to advance. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, I'll, that, I'll, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say the reason I really picked United was the one thing that concerns me more about PSG's injuries is um, I just don't think they've had time to really play with the structure of the, how their new team's going to yeah. looking. You know, um, they didn't before, have time to adapt. Exactly. To like yeah. before they were before all these injuries hit, they had such a good rhythm with. Um, they kind of moved Neymar this year from being more of a wing player 
in the previous years to more of like a central attacking midfielder and kind of making things happen. And then that allowed them to utilize Di Maria and put him on the left wing. You know, in the years past, Di Maria had kind of been riding, riding the bench a little bit and been upset about his playing time because, you know, they just got Neymar and Neymar had been uh, filling in the left wing. But now they're able to use pace with Di Maria on the one wing and had uh, Mbappe on the other and obviously Cavani in the middle with Neymar making everything happen. But now, since Neymar's been gone, you know, somebody has to step into that role and become that playmaker. And you say, well, Mbappe should be able to step in into that. I agree. But now with this new Cavani injury, I feel like it's more than likely that, okay, you're going to have to move uh, Mbappe to that central position um, because otherwise you're going to have to play with more of like a false nine. And I just don't think that works for their team. So um, now that Mbappe is up playing basically the number nine, who moves into that kind of central playmaking role? Yeah. And who's going to be creating for them? You know, although they have a lot of good holding midfielding players, I just don't know that they have a lot of creation um, that can come from because they rely so heavily on Neymar. It was like nobody else really had to do it. So yeah. now where's it going to come from? Yeah, Neymar and Verratti, and they're both out. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean Verratti just for the first leg. So you know, like I said, I think they'll yeah, hold. Yeah. They'll 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 be able to hold United to like a to a nil nil, um, or even. Oh, really? Just, you think United won't score? I don't think United scoring in the first leg. I think Tuchel is uh, going to have the defense because, really? because like yeah, you said, man, they have a lot of holding guys and a lot of creative guys. But I, yeah. I, I still, you know, United was a team that had trouble scoring goals under Mourinho. Um, it's changed a little bit, obviously, but I still think that uh, I, I don't really know who's going to man that striker position for them. Rashford is cool, you know, Lukaku's cool, but neither of them against like a Champions League worthy defense really scare you too much. Mm-hmm. So I think PSG will hold them to a nil nil, and I think they'll take it home and win. It'll be close. Yeah. If they yeah. hold, really hold the nil nil, then I think, yeah, definitely PSG will win. But United, if they can win, like, if they can even win 1 nil, 2 nil, and they get an away goal, then that's their formula. Yeah, of course. I mean, a 1 or 2 nil win for United would be huge. Yeah. yeah. First leg is at Manchester United, by the way, and second leg is at PSG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's this week or the fall? That's this week, right? That's this week. Uh, the first leg is going to be actually in three days on Tuesday. Okay. Oh, okay. Great. All right. Yeah. So you can say I'm probably going to work from home that day. <laughs> oh, yeah, I work. Yeah. <laughs> no no meetings will be scheduled. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> no meetings. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But uh, it'll be a wonderful time. I'm really excited to check this one out. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. Definitely excited that Champions League is back, man. Finally. Yeah, That's I know. The, the games are great. Yeah, it's back. You know? And, yep. you know, I'm looking forward to seeing who can win the competition this year. Uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah, the round of 16 is kind of like that first step. You know, the group stage, you kind of have a good idea. You know, there was, this year, actually, I think there was two good groups where you kind of didn't know who the top two were going to be. But uh, the round of 16 is that first step of like, okay, now the break's over. Now we're back. They've been kind of back domestically for a while now, so their form should be well um, up and ready. So, you know, looking forward to it. Yep. Yeah, me too, man. Uh, thanks a lot for joining me today, guys. And hope, hopefully uh, talk to you for the next round. Yep, sounds good. Let's do it. Yep. Yep. And for our fantastic producer, Omkar Moge, I'm your host, Ronak Modi. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show.